Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for happy hour, because this pod's for you. Bar's open. Welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour. Lucky episode number 13. My name is Tom, and I am flying solo today. Jackie is off. She will be missed for sure, but she'll be back next week. No problem. We have an amazing one for you today, folks. But first, I got to tell you, um, we are extending the free massage giveaway from RX Plus Massage one more week. So you got one more week to sign up. Get over to Instagram at Bar Stars Podcast, Instagram at RX Plus Massage. Click the giveaway post, like it, tag a friend, and you are entered to win a free massage from RX Plus Massage. And believe me, that is priceless. That being said, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by a bartender who is beloved in so many countries around the world. He has a cult-like following, which we kind of got to keep an eye on. Um, <laughs> but I've known him for the better part of 20 years. He hasn't aged a bit. The man, the myth, the legend, Tim Flippy Morris. Thank- Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing very good. Thank you very much. That was quite the introduction. I think more than I probably <laughs> deserved. But... <laughs> He didn't write that down, I promise. No, I bet. (laughs) Well, I probably should have wrote some stuff down so I don't get caught saying anything stupid on the show. (laughs) It's all good, buddy. Um, I've been looking forward to having you on the show for a while, man. I know know people that haven't even been to Vegas that don't even speak English that know who Flippy is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, it's quite an honor when when I meet those people, too, like when people's only English word is Flippy. Or yeah. Frippy, depending on where they're from. <laughs> I mean, there's Flippy for President Pins. I've seen people with mm. Flippy tattoos and shirts, and it's just, it's crazy, man. And uh, how how did you get it there? It feels amazing. I to t- to tell you the truth, it all started just, uh, you know, wanting to bartend, and then I wanted to bartend, and then like over the years, after 20 years of being in the same spot, you know, you your friends, your uh, you have people that come by, and then you have quote unquote customers and then they turn into friends and then they're like family. Yeah. Like those people, there's people that I was like, they came into Vegas and they were like, uh, during this whole quarantine thing. And, uh, they're like, we're in Vegas. I'm like, well, come over to the house. And they're like, Oh really? And I'm like, of course. <laughs> yeah, come on over. We're going to hang out by the pool. We're going to barbecue. We're going to have a great time. Like, it's going to be great. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, I guess it's just, I've just been lucky that all the people that I've been, uh, either, uh, set up with or have come into the bar have just become family. Like I, we've had, we've had people that, I mean, after the, over the years have just been like, I'm like, like, like family. It's awesome. It's, yeah. it's a great feeling. And that goes back. Well, you've been at carnival court now, probably the most world famous flare bar in the world for the last 20 years ish. Uh, give or take. I usually, when I'm at the bar and people ask me how long I've been there to not get too much into detail, I usually say around about 20 years or I'll just say 20 years, Right. but it's actually only, technically 18-ish, 19-ish right. around there that I've been there. Because it's been open for 20 years, and I'm not. I'm like number five guy oh, there, okay. number six guy there, or something like that. Did you come from – you're originally from California, correct? Uh, yeah, L.A. area, uh, San Fernando Valley. Did you there. have the name Flippy in California, or is that a Vegas thing? 
Actually, I was Skippy for a while. No, really. In uh, yeah, yeah, in uh, in California, I was Skippy. I've always <laughs> had different nicknames, but uh, they called me Skippy when I was on a uh, a paintball team, the Raptors. Uh, some friends of mine from uh, from uh, what's it called, West Covina area, and they called me Skippy because when they first started uh, first started playing with me, I was like all over the field. And they're like, they, they'd be like in the back of the field, like, where the heck did he go? Like, I don't know, he's skipping around here somewhere. Like, just <laughs> listen, listen for his voice. You'll catch him. And then and then they would just be like, yeah, okay. And then they just started to say, hey, Skippy, go over there. Like, okay, cool. I'll go over there. And then I would just be going from firefight to firefight and just having fun and getting shot and doing something. But that was just like a short time and a small amount of people called me Skippy. Sure. And then when I moved to Vegas, they called me Flippy because, uh, because they uh, – What's it called? When I was working at Stratosphere for a short amount of time, they uh, there was another kid there that had a bald head, and he was uh, white and about my height, so they couldn't call him. And his name was Tim, so we couldn't <laughs> call like like they looked like me, so we couldn't be like oh, wow. Tim and Hair Tim or like you know what I mean, Short Tim and Tall Tim. They couldn't figure it out, so uh, Billy Boatwright actually said, uh, yeah, "Let's yeah. call you Flippy." And I think he I think he went and got me a name tag, and they came back with the name tag, and the name tag said Flippy, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Like, and then I wore it that day at work, and then I went to a competition that night at Cujunaville, and Chico saw the Flippy yeah, uh, yeah. name tag, and that was it. Was, oh, it's game over. Like, if Chico sees oh, yeah. it, it's over. Oh, oh yeah. If Chico, <laughs> if Chico sees it like it, it's, it's, it's mainstream media. Like, it is. It was. Yeah. Like, like before viral was viral, it went viral. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chico makes mm-hmm. it viral. Mm-hmm. Um, in exactly. regards to, like, you've been at Carnival so long, and, and I know a lot of bartenders, there's a lot of egos, man, and. A lot of people want to work center stage, swing shift, busiest shift, whatever it is, make the most money. But you've actually maintained day shift and turned it into one of the most lucrative shifts as a bartender there is. Um, yeah. And you take pride in day shift, actually, which I think is really cool and really different. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love day shift. I wish that uh, – I, 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 I can't say it's all – because Carnival Carnival's a magical place. Right. I don't know what it is about that place, but like, I mean – you're sitting at any other bar and you spill somebody's drink and they get upset with you and ask for a manager. You're sitting at Carnival and you spill somebody's drink and they laugh and say, "Oh, I've been to college. I've had alcohol over me." Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> right. it's I don't know what it is about Carnival, but it's just people just go there and just want to have a good time. And like, it's just it's it's crazy. Like, but but I just wish because 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 we get a lot of uh, a lot of traffic there too. Right. And and I wish everybody on a day shift had the same opportunity that I do because I mean I didn't know when I first started there that it was going to be quite as good as it was. I just wanted to work at the bar that, that, you know, Steve Pacheco and like, I, I mean, like all these guys that I was getting autographs from Mindigus Gradakis and like all these people that were like gods to me. And they're like, Oh, they all sure. work at this bar. And I was like, I want to work at that bar. Like I didn't care yeah. if I was going to make five bucks or 500 bucks. I was like, I want to work at that bar. I want to, I want to be rubbing elbows with Mig. And yeah, I mean, you had Mig, me, you had Christian for a while. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. worked with the biggest names in flair you've actually, you've worked with yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Take us back to the Flare Devils days, the training company. Ooh, Flare Devils, that was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of traveling. Oh, it was amazing. It was like uh, training was fun. They, they we trained uh, what we trained the Rio. We trained uh, the uh, Red Rock Casino. Uh, uh, those are and then we trained down at down in uh, Harris Laughlin. Trained in uh, Harris uh, in San Diego. I mean, it was it was a it was it was like a big thing that. It was like, it was fun, but you know, it's, it's business is, you have to, 
everybody has to work hard to make money. And it was tough because like we were all young and we just wanted to play and travel and have fun. <laughs> right. And not everybody so, is not, but not everybody has that drive. You know, some yeah, people no. just think if you, if you build it, they will come kind of deal. And mm-hmm. if you, if you get a bartending job and you get behind the bar, all of a sudden you're going to make 500 a day. And it, well, that's, you got to work at it. You got to yeah, hone your craft and you have to actually be good at what you do. Yeah. And you have to, and you have to like it. Like if you like right. at this job, you actually have to like it. Like it's, if you don't like it and you're, and you're just faking having fun, People aren't going to want to come see you as much as they are going to want to go see somebody that's genuinely behind the bar having right. like a great time. Like, you know what I mean? Like I go behind the bar and I try to have a great time. And most of my, most of my friends that are successful do the same thing. They just go back behind the bar and have a great time. And like, and people say all the time, oh, I'd love to work at Carnival. And when I first started working Carnival, man, it was, I mean, now I'm kind of, I'm kind of spoiled because I just get people that come in and they're like, here's a bunch of money. And I'm like, I don't really feel like doing right. anything today. And they're like, here's a bunch of money anyway. And I'm like, well, yeah. shoot, I, I don't deserve any of this. <laughs> like, you're just amazing people that are coming to see me because all I'm doing is, is pouring drinks. But, uh, I think that's a, but yeah, that's an interesting point as well, man. Like I know, like I said, I've known you for a long time and I don't know you to ever have a bad day behind the bar. You're one of the most infectious yeah. people in the world. And you can't, you can't be around you and be in a bad mood. You just cheer people up. And I'm wondering if you ever actually have a bad day. <laughs> uh, it's actually funny you say that because when, when customers ask me that, they'll say, uh, do you ever have a bad day? I mean, because even, and I, and I always, I have this saying that I say when people uh, um, ask me, hey, how's your day going? I was like, even a, even a bad day is a good day. Or I'll say, uh, right. uh, my worst day is, is better, than, <laughs> better than your best day. Sorry. Right. <laughs> like, because my life is very... <laughs> Like it's, it's, it's a good life. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't try to pretend like it's not good. I mean, I work just like everybody else does and I work for the things I want. I mean, I, I probably, I probably work harder on my days off trying sure. to keep my yard in one piece and trying to, you know what I mean? Keep, keep my, uh, cause I have a, a big backyard that I entertain people in and it's, it's a lot of work. And so I probably work harder on my days off physically than I do while I'm working. But now I forgot right. the question. Where were we? It's if you have That's a bad day, man, you're always in a good mood. Uh, Okay, yeah. So customers will come up and say you're having a bad day. I was like, I was having a bad day. Then I came to work, and I'm <laughs> like, it literally the, the uh, coming to work can actually change my mood to a better mood. That's so funny, man. Because I remember, yeah. I mean, there's been times that I've had a shit day. I'm, me and the girl fighting, or I get some bad news, or some, you know, yeah. whatever the hell it is. And I'm walking into work, and I'm like, man, fuck this place. Like, I just don't want to be here. And then my, I tell myself, channel your inner Flippy. Just do it. Just channel a good time. And it works. Yep. It actually yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one thing I can say, like, I mean, there are, there are, cause there are bad moments in the day. There's never, it's never a whole bad day, but there are bad moments. I mean, I have, I have a lot of friends that have become family and sometimes, sometimes a customer will come up. I've had, and I tell people all the time, like when they come up and they start saying, Hey, I have some bad news. I'm like, 801. And they're like, what does that mean? At eight o'clock, I'm off at 801. You can give me all the bad news you want. <laughs> cry we could hug it out we could go yeah. out to dinner you can come back to my house like whatever but right now i kind of have to be in a good mood and i've had customers come in before and say hey you know so and so yeah well he passed away and i'm like looking right. at my clock and i'm like i gotta start in five minutes like and i'm like crying and i'm upset and that's that's but that's not a bad day that's a bad moment and sure you, you just have to kind of be like hey you know what like that guy liked to come see me because that was a good time so i'm just gonna be a good time and yeah and try to make somebody else happy and you know what i mean like because I mean, it, it, like it, like I said, it, it's bad. Bad moments never bad days. I think so, that's a smart way to, to look at it. I'm going to give you an exclusive story. Love it. <laughs> that I've never told on any other podcast, and I've told to very few people. You ready? I'm ready. I had a girl. I had a girl come in, and she's got this picture of a baby on her phone. And she goes, 
goes to my waitresses. No joke. She goes to my waitresses and says, does that look like Flippy to you? No. My waitresses start freaking out. This is like probably 10 minutes into my shift. 10 minutes into my shift. So she's like, okay, like. Oh, my God. We had uh, quote unquote chatted back in the day. Uh-huh. And uh, when I worked at Stratosphere, actually, back on that. And then, wow. uh, and then it was a while, it was five years later that she comes up and says, hey, this is like Flippy. So everybody's flipping out now. Management's involved. All my servers oh my know God. what's going on. You know what I mean? It's just a, an entire thing. Everything's messed up. So I'm like, crap. Like, this is not what I wanted to deal with right now. Like, this is, right. okay, like, I just need to, I just need to figure it out. So I get behind the bar and it's obviously something like that's in the back of your head. Like, sweet, I get sure. to give this girl half my paycheck for the rest of my life. Awesome. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I'm like, uh, so I'm like, all right, like it, it's freaking me out, freaking me out, freaking me out. Well, it would have been, it probably would have been a bad day, but then I started doing some math in my head and I went, wait a minute, nine months, carry the four. Carry the- <laughs> no, there's no way. I was like, I've been here for this many years and you've had the baby for that. And there's no way. And she's like, uh, well then maybe then we could work something out. And then I said, no. Oh my says, God, well, you gotta be I need fucking to get a- kidding. <laughs> Yeah, and then she goes, can I get a, uh, I need to get a, a DNA test, at, and that's going to cost $300. I was like, honey, you are not getting a dime from wow. me until I see a DNA test that says that's my baby. And then I never heard from her again. Of course not. She was trying, <laughs> she was trying to get a dime, yeah. But like, but like that, that could have, that might have been one of the bad days. Yeah, right. <laughs> that might have been like, oh, That might have lasted that's... a little bit more than a moment. Yeah, yeah. That might have been Holy one of the ones, but shit. my math skills, my, my limited math skills kicked in. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I was, I was, I'm sweating now thinking about it. Like, it's, yeah, right. It made me like, nervous. Oh, crap. Are you kidding me? What is this? Like my life is going just the way I want it to. And then bam. Like, oh, that is so good. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing that exclusive with us, oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody, well, I always, I, I never think some stories I never even think of. I mean, I have so many, so many things that have happened to me at carnival that, right. and, and in my life in general that I never even think about some of the interesting stories. And then. Well, I am happy that you brought it to us, man. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I remembered it. I didn't even think about it. Nobody, nobody's ever asked me about my bad days. Everybody always asks me about my good days. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the point. I mean, I, I, what we try to do here is we try to get people that, that don't know you to get to know you outside of what they think they know. Oh, nice. Okay. So they see you at Carnival, they, you know, and they know Flippy as being Flippy, but you know, they might not really know you. They might yeah. not really know the things you love to do and the, the person that you really are and and creating this community of closeness is kind of what we want to do here. So I think that's just so cool, man. Like, like how you're into hiking and off-roading and you're an active person. You like, you're, would you call yourself an adrenaline junkie or no? Um, I think I'm getting old now and I'm not as much of an adrenaline junkie as I was. <laughs> when I, you know, when I started getting into my forties, I stopped doing quite so many crazy things. Um, right. It takes a lot longer for a bone to heal. Uh, when you're in sure. your 40s and when you're in your 20s. So when I broke all my bones in my 20s, I was like, oh, that's cool, whatever. And then I broke a couple <laughs> bones in my 40s and was like, this kind of sucks. So uh, yeah. so I've, I've slowed down a little bit, but uh, but I, I still I still have my fun. I, I mean, I still hikes and definitely I, fl- I flip a truck or two. I'm sure you've heard stories about that. Um, I was actually told to ask you about that. About flipping trucks? Yeah, about uh how and when you flipped your truck. And I think our, our buddy Terry said, ask Flippy that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, That'll be a fun story. Well, I've, <laughs> I've, I've lost count on the amount of times that I've flipped a truck now. I flipped, but it's not like a flip. Like, I'm not going 120 
and then catch sure. a corner and I flip 25 times. You're rock climbing. I'm rock climbing. I'm much. going two miles an hour and I going up a hill that my truck's not going to make it. And it flips over and lands on its lip. Like it's not, it's just like, it's like a little, it's like more of a roll than it is a flip. Um, but like I said, right. I've lost count. But the, uh, the first time was actually. It's still scary. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it, that's definitely an adrenaline rush. And I, I tell people all the time, cause like I'm, I'm buying and selling little off-road rigs and stuff like that. And every single time, uh, somebody will get on and I'll say, Hey, I'm selling this Jeep or whatever. And somebody will get on and say, do you want to trade for a motorcycle? And I'm like, absolutely not. And they're like, why not? Like, you could flip this one for this much money. I'm like, no, because if it's at my house, I'll ride it. And if I ride it and it doesn't have a roll cage and four wheels, I'm going to flip over and kill myself. Like, that's, there's, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Don't even drive by my house and be like, hey, I'm showing off my motorcycle. No. Do you want to take it around the block? No. Yeah. Like, you, you um, any, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, I'll kill myself. It's, it's just so because I because I'm just like, eh, like, uh, you know, I could probably go off a little jump. I could probably pull a little wheelie. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I'm crashing and dying so so i like i like four wheels and roll cages and and i have my guy build me nice safe roll cages so i've i've rolled i've rolled my suzuki like eight or nine times and uh and we just pull it back on the wheels and try it again like it's not yeah oh yeah it's just, <laughs> that's so that's so great uh, oh, it's, man. it's and it, it's so much fun it's gotten to the point now where it's it's less of an adrenaline rush but it's more fun because i know i'm not gonna get right. hurt like before i was like oh my gosh this is gonna hurt and then i flip over and be like right. oh that wasn't so bad like and then now I'm like yeah yeah, yeah whatever you flip a truck you yeah. know and then uh, yeah so now I'm just like now people like the guy I go off roading with all the time uh, Dino he actually builds my trucks too and uh, yeah. he's he's great and like always pulls me over on back of my wheels and even even when he's not off road with me I'll call him and be like yeah hey, I'm a little problem and he'll be like I'm on my way <laughs> and he comes out and pulls me out yep. of a ditch and then goes back to work I'm like you're the greatest. <laughs> You're, you're like his personal ATM. He's just like, oh, Flippy's calling. I'm yeah, getting paid. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. You got it, buddy. Yeah, it's awesome. So for years, you worked at Carnival Court and everybody, uh, it's Flair Central, but you were never big on on competing and worrying about results and competing. You just literally went up there and you would go freestyle and you'd go have a good time. But it never was like, I'm going to practice for eight, 10 hours a day because I have to win this competition. Um is that how it was, or was did you really put in the the work to say I want to beat these guys, but I want to make it seem like I really am just fucking around? Before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor, RX Plus Massage. They are incredible, geared towards Gen X, Y, and Z. There is no discrimination. There is no judgment. It's a judgment free zone. Erica and her team are just incredible at what they do, and they're open to any and all that want to show up. Unlike a lot of spa chains, there's no stuffy environment. There's no elevator music. If you want to rock out to Metallica during your massage, you get to rock out to Metallica during your massage. They're professionals, and they're good at what they do, and you'll never know unless you go. It's time for you to do something amazing for yourself, and RX Plus Massage can do that for you. It's a treat for yourself. They have a fix-your-shit massage, they have a balance-your-shit massage, and they have a relax-your-shit massage. No matter what you pick, it's going to fix your shit. Jackie and I have been going to RX Plus Massage and Erica now way before this podcast was ever a thing. So we speak from personal experience. Follow them on Instagram at RX Plus Massage with all the links right there to book your massage. You can also book a massage from our website, barstarspodcast.com. Um, in the beginning, I did, uh, <clears throat> I did practice a lot. I practiced uh, like minimum eight hours a day yeah. uh, in the beginning. Um, there, I would like set my sights on a certain bartender. Like when I first started, I'd be like, okay, like I'm going to beat 
uh, that bartender from from California. I'd go out to California and compete in the competition, beat him, and then I came back out here. At one moment, it was Brian McCall I wanted to beat. You right. know what I mean, and then I like would slowly like be okay. Now I want to beat that guy. Now I want to beat that guy. And at that time, I was practicing really hard. Uh, it, it like, and I was having fun doing it. It was a good time to do that. I sure. mean, the guys that that I were beating were my friends. It, there was no like, it wasn't like a point where it was like they were upset when I beat them. They were like ninety nine percent of the time, people were happy when I beat them. You know what I mean? They were like, <laughs> right. they, they were right. pushing for me, like go for it, bud. Like get it. Like you practice. Like come on. Like they'd be, they'd want me to win. You know what I mean? Um, but they're. Uh, it didn't last long because then it came to the point where I was like, it just wasn't that much fun to, it wasn't as much fun to win as it was to put on a, a kick-ass show and sure. lose, <laughs> I guess is, right. is the best yeah, way to yeah. put it. Cause I would do things and throw competitions uh, because I didn't want to win. I don't want to make it to finals. Cause if I make it to finals, I have to work harder or I can just put on this <laughs> kick-ass show and then do something to get disqualified and be like, all right, cool. I'm just going to hang out then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember this one competition. I don't re- remember which one it is, and I know you probably do. It was Best in the West or King of the Ring or whatever the hell it was. But I know you were going through, and you're a huge Beastie Boys fan. Yeah. And you were going through your whole routine, no drops. And the one point where it was like, eh, drop, mm-hmm. you purposely dropped it. You yes. purposely just <laughs> let it off. And I'm like, that's kind of gangster. Like when you know yeah. you can do it. <laughs> dropless and you just purposely said you know what fuck it i'm just gonna have a little fun and drop one it's in the song i might as well throw it on the ground yeah that was uh uh, that was actually one thing i actually went to the judges and said uh the first couple times i did that routine i said uh am i gonna get counted for a drop if i drop it and the music says drop right and uh half the judges said yes half the judges said no and then that's like, I was like, well, I think I'm still going to do it since I got half the judges. Look, whatever. I'll probably still do okay. But that's about the time that I started being like, you know what? I just don't care. Right. Like, I put together this routine. This is the way the routine goes. The drop's right here. I'm going to drop it when they say drop. I'm just going to do it. And that's kind of when I like, because I had so much fun and everybody loved that move. And right. the crowd went crazy when I did that. Oh, dude, it was amazing. Yeah. So it, it's like, then I was like, you know what? I, maybe I'm like, I mean, I'm trying so hard to make the judges happy. Maybe I should yeah. just try and make the crowd happy. And that's when my whole co- competition career like changed to the point where I was just like, I don't care anymore. Like I'm right. just going to do what I do. Like, and if somebody doesn't like it, they can give me a bad score and I'll still be flippy and have fun. Yeah. Some, so many people get hung up on where they come in and where they place and who beat them. And if you just don't care. And like you said, go make the crowd happy. Yeah. Results are going to be there, man. And if they're not, everybody else there had a great time and thinks you got robbed anyway. You know, it's all supposed to be for fun. That's the trick. And everybody's like trying so hard to, to have a title. Right. Uh, and to, to do certain things in life. Well, the reason I got into this was just for the fun of it. Like, you know what I mean? I never, when I first started, when I first went to bartending school, I never thought in a million years I'd be a flair bartender, let alone doing a podcast as a flair bartender. You know what I mean? Like right. I just, I just wanted to take the class because it looked like fun. Sure. And I took the class and then I started doing some private parties because it looked like fun. And then I just got a job at Car- or, uh, at uh, Caesar's Palace Shadow Bar because it looked like fun. And I was like, you know what? I'll do that for a couple of years and then I'll, I'll settle down. Maybe I'll go to school and decide what I want to do. And you know what I mean? I was just kind of like, this will just kind of like be a stepping stone to get where I am. And then right. fast forward 20 years, I'm like, oh, come on. Just give me another 20 years. <laughs> like, 20 years later, we're like, damn. All right. Years, so happy. All right. Speaking of competitions, this past year, Roadhouse shut down for good. Um, oh. Do you have a Roadhouse story? Your first time if at Roadhouse? If this was a video, or? you'd see a tear in my eye. I absolutely I love Roadhouse. 
Oh, this is a, yeah. Losing, losing roadhouses is, uh, in my opinion, bad for flair. Yeah. Like, well, it's bad for international flair. It's, 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 that's a, that's a hard hit right there. Like that was, uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I wish I would have known. I would have gone, I would have flown down for the last day in a hot minute, like, and not even hesitated. Yeah. Uh, roadhouse. Would you ask, you ask for a roadhouse story, right? Yeah. Ooh, roadhouse. Uh, how many times have you been there? Five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love I love the place in general, uh, just even if it wasn't where they had a competition, but then the competition just throws it over the top and makes it so much fun. And every everybody there, like everybody, all Americans think that uh, that English people hate us, and it is so not true. Sure. Oh, it's so not true. <laughs> like, it, I went down there and was, like, treated just like a a, a, a brother to everybody down there. Everybody was so cool and so chill and just oh man i i absolutely i absolutely love england i loved i loved roadhouse like i said i wish that they would have given me more info about when the last day was going to be i would have i would have flown down there. right covid or I not don't know i know that they there. knew to be honest yeah yeah that's that, that that's uh that's a hard hit losing losing such a great place but uh but roadhouse yeah oh i don't even stories about roadhouse uh i do know that i met uh tom dyer there uh yep. before he was uh, before he was Tom Dyer, like sure. he was uh, just starting to come up, and everybody, all the flair bartenders were like, "Oh, have you seen this kid? Have you seen this kid? Have you seen this kid?" Right. And so I went out there and I like met him, and almost simultaneously we looked at each other, and I and I said to him, and he said the same time to me, um, "I love the way you don't juggle in your routines." And I was like, "Oh, right. shoot! Like, yeah, that's what I like <laughs> about you." And he goes, "That's what I like about you." He goes, right. "A lot of people in in uh, uh, America have gotten into the juggling, and you." have a different style you do a little bit of juggling, but it doesn't dominate your, uh, dominate your routine. And I was like, yeah, well, it's, it's a good time. Like, and I just want to do what I want, what I think is fun. And he's like, yeah, I feel the same way. And now, now Tom Dyer's off the charts. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's an amazing guy. And, and he's super, super cool. He was just over at the house the other day doing a little class. Uh, Oh really? For, yeah. For me to teach the class online for his uh, YouTube channel. It was really cool. It oh, was that's a good awesome. Time. Um, you don't drink alcohol. I do not. And have you ever? Um, there's been a couple of instances where like either I lost a bet or I accidentally sure. did something or somebody <laughs> I didn't know that right. I drank alcohol and did something. Um, but, uh, but for the most part, no, I've never, I've, I've, uh, I lost a bet one time, probably the, probably the one time I actually felt something from drinking an alcoholic beverages or a beverage was because I lost a bet and somebody made me a drink. And, right. uh, and it was on my birthday and they made me a drink and I, uh, uh I'm not going to name his name, Steve Pacheco. Uh, he made it way too strong. <laughs> and, uh, and we were up at the, uh, the Moray beach, like the topless area yeah, above yeah, yeah. there. And we had a bunch of people with, with us up there and a bunch of topless girls running around. So I was all shy. And then about halfway through that cocktail, I was leaning over the waterfall, inviting girls up there <laughs> to my, uh, <laughs> to my uh, private cabana. You know, but, uh, but yeah, that's probably the only time I felt it. I, I lost a bet to, uh, Robin one time and she, uh, she actually made me like a, a glass of cranberry juice with espresso vodka on top and said, I don't want you to drink. I just wanted to win the bet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, and actually that was, <laughs> that was, uh, Tom Dyer was involved in that because he did a routine and I thought that he beat me and she goes, no, I think you beat him. So we bet. And then it turned out that I did beat him. Probably one of the last times I ever did beat him. And then, uh, and then I, I beat him and, uh, and so I had to take a shot, but she put, she was it little, cause I drank it and was like, 
there was like no liquor in that. She goes, yeah. She goes, I'm not, I'm not, right. I don't want you to drink if you don't want to drink. I just wanted to win the bet. And then there's been like, like I said, oh, and then there was, there was one time in uh, Wisconsin, I went out to do a job and it was my birthday and I didn't really didn't want to do the job because it was my birthday. But then they threw a substantial amount of money at me and I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And that so I ran out there and did it, but because I was a birthday, it was at a strip club. And because it was my okay. birthday, they had like a certain routine uh, that they do for people that it's their birthday where they get a shot of Jack and then they, uh, oh, you boy. get up on stage, you give you a shot of Jack and then they put your face in a stripper's boobs. And, <laughs> uh, and usually when somebody does that to me, I'll hold it in my mouth till I get a chance to spit it in a cup or something or spit it out somewhere. And this girl uh, plugged my nose so I couldn't breathe. Oh, with her no. Boobs. And I was like, oh, like, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then finally I decided to be like, you know what? Either I'm going to ruin this show or I'm just going to swallow the shot. It's not a big right. deal. I was like, it's not, it's not like one shot is going to, and it wasn't like a carnival court shot. It was an actual shot. Sure. And so, like yeah. A, so like I, just, I was just like, whatever. Like I just drank it and, and it was like, that's the way it goes. So, right. Um, but it's is that good. a, is that a personal choice? I mean, there's, there's a school of thought that, um, how can a bartender be a bartender and know what they're serving if they don't know what it tastes like? And yeah. I, I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I'll straw test things. And by straw test, I mean, I'll, I'll dip the straw in it. I won't even put my finger on the top of it and taste the drink sure. like that. I'll just dip the straw in it so I can just taste it. I'll do that from time to time. Just if I, I feel like I'm making something new. So I'm still tasting the cocktail, but I don't right. get drunk. And like, I, I, I've had, 10,000 times where people like would hire me to go to a, uh, um, uh, what's it called? A job. Well, with Chico, I'd go with Chico and we'd do a job right. in like the Midwest and they'd be, and out there it's like, you have to drink to be a bartender. If somebody buys sure. you a drink, you have to drink. Like, well, I don't drink. Yeah. It's like, like it's no, like disrespectful to. to turn it down. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and they're saying it's, and then of course, Chico being the businessman that he is shows a contract that they signed that says I don't have to drink. And I'm like, <laughs> man, <laughs> right. Yeah. He always oh, seems yeah, to have was, all the bases covered. Oh yeah, Chico was the well. I had one time a guy said uh, I showed up, and the guy was like, "Okay, like I want you to work this bar over here, this bar over here." He goes, "We seal every deal here, and this is I, if I'm gonna drink, and, I, and my first drink is that, I would be upset." Uh, he goes, uh, "Tequila Rose." He goes, "We seal every deal here oh, with a wow, shot of okay. tequila rose," and I'm like, "I don't want to. I, I don't drink. I'm not gonna do a shot of tequila rose." He goes, "Then the deal's not good." Really? You need to go. He goes, "It's over." And of course, I did that job with Chico. And so Chico walked over and said, showed him the contract. And the contract said, oh, uh, if he walks in the door, you pay him this amount of money. And he goes, so he's walked in the door. His part of the contract is fulfilled. So if he leaves, <laughs> I get on a plane and leave. You still got to give him the money. And if you don't, we're going to sue you. And I was like, right. oh, like, look at it, Chico. Like, where did this come from? Because, you know, Chico's just like a, a goofy he don't fuck around, man. hanging out. But yeah, when it comes <laughs> to business, he's like, I have your contract here. It has your autograph on it. Screw And it's all about me. the wording. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then the guy said, "If you want," or Chico said, "If you want, you can ask him if he still wants to work, but he's not going to drink." And and the guy said, "Will you please still do the job?" I said, "Yeah, I'll still do it." <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not here to screw you over. I just don't want to drink it. And, it, and, if, and and of all things, a shot of tequila rose. I'm not. Oh wanna, yeah, come on, man. I don't want to talk on, trash. Yeah, I don't want to talk trash about any liquor because I'm a bartender. But come on, like if you like, give me some Don Julio 1942 or something. Like sure. Let's, let's, if I'm gonna give me some, give me some Louis Trey, then, then yeah. I think about yeah, maybe I'll give that a try. Like if I'm gonna <laughs> choke it down, goddamn it, this better yeah. be some good shit. <laughs> it better be something that's worth choking down. Like, right? 
That's yeah. so funny, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that, and it, it's funny. Like I, I never thought in a million years when I was living out in L.A. working at Ralph's Grocery Company that I would ever be living the life that I lived. I mean, I could, I could literally, if I, if I found out, knock on wood, I'm not trying to jinx myself. If I found out, if I went to the doctor right now and they said you got 15 minutes to live, do you regret it? I'd be like, not a thing. Like sure. I, I lived, I lived, and that's amazing. Four, yeah, I've lived four lifetimes. Like I have, I have done so many things in life that I never thought. Like I mean, I talk to people. And they're like, we, I, we, if we could live half your life, we'd be happy. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend like I didn't have a good life. I had a great life. I mean, it's, I mean, sure. even, even before I was a bartender, though. I mean, I, my, my parents were great. Everybody's always like saying how bad their upbringing was and all this stuff. I, I, I had great friends. I had great parents. I had, I had a great life. Like I, I like, and still to the day, I have great friends and great parents. Like it's not, there's not. Uh, I don't. I can't complain about anything. I couldn't. I can't complain about anything and I wouldn't change anything. This is, yeah, yeah, this is, I'm having a great time. I wouldn't, all those other people are like, we'd go back to, we'd go back to high school. I'd be like, nah, I'm good right here. Like, yeah, I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, I'm all set. I, I remember I had to be in at a certain time when I was in high school. I'm good right here. Exactly. Just, yeah. You have, uh, I don't want to call it an addiction, but you have a massive love for Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's an well, addiction. Well, um, it's an addiction. It's an, it's when did that start? Yeah. It's, uh, well, it started about the time I was, uh, it's 17, 18 ish. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, one of the reasons I actually didn't drink when I was younger, uh, was because we grew up Mormon and the Mormons didn't want you to drink caffeine. So, uh, in our family, all the Brown drinks were unacceptable. Like the diet Cokes and the Cokes and the Pepsi's little Brown. The only Brown one you could drink was, uh, uh, root beer. So I went to one of my favorite restaurants, Taco Bell once and I saw this drink that wasn't brown and right. it was Mountain Dew and I was like, oh, I'm going to give that a try and I was just with my buddies. I wasn't, you know, my, my mom wasn't there to tell me there was caffeine in it. That's the high school yeah. thing to do, man. Like we used to go to Taco Bell on, on lunch break and get, oh, yeah. you have to get Taco Bell and you have to get Mountain Dew with it. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. That That's was, the way it goes. <laughs> That's the thing is I was fitting in like everybody else getting Mountain yeah. Dew. I'm going to get one too. So I got one and I, because I had never had caffeine before, I was flying. Like sure. flying, and so, and so everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, you gotta, we gotta give this kid more Mountain Dew and see what he's gonna do." And and so, and then I just started drinking Mountain Dew, and now it's gotten to the point where, like, I can't be in my, like, in my my garage, like one whole half of my uh, refrigerator is just all Mountain Dew because I'm always, I've always had a Mountain Dew in my, and I should, I should weigh three hundred pounds. I was gonna say, man, your metabolism must be off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm lucky. See, I'm lucky there too. I'm like, because I all I do is eat. Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, and, and drink Mountain Dew, and like right. I should weigh three hundred pounds. I mean, I'm not I'm not in the best shape of the world, but I shouldn't be as good a shape as I am. Like I just, I guess I, I guess I just stay active enough because because well, I you probably I burn about fifteen hundred calories at work a day. Oh yeah, easily, easily fifteen hundred calories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Like well, usually when I'm uh, when I because I at one point I said you know what I'm going to count calories. I'm going to just see where I'm at before I decide. Cause I was, I was a little pudgy and I was like, I'm just going to see how many calories I'm eating a day. And I said, uh, and like everybody says, Oh, you should have 2000 calories a day, which now I found out is not true for everybody. That's just right. one of the averages or whatever. But, uh, but they said you should have 2000 calories a day. So I go to Jack in the box. I get, uh, um, a Jack spicy <laughs> sandwich, fries, a seven piece stuffed jalapenos. And then I get a, uh, vanilla shake. And then I go across the street to the Seven Eleven and get myself a, uh, uh, an energy drink. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to see, this is my breakfast. I'm going to see right. how many calories I'm at right now. I was at like 1,900. 
<laughs> well, shoot, that's that's pretty much it for the day. There, I guess I do. People just not eat for the rest of the day, but then I talked to this a few is people breakfast. about it. And, yeah, that, that was just breakfast. That was just when I woke up, and so I talked to a couple people about it and said, "Yeah, that's what's going on." Like my the waitresses at my work, I they, I talked to them about everything, and then uh, they said, "Oh no, 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 no." They said, "For you, if you ate two thousand calories a day, you would wither away to nothing, and you would pass out on the first day." Like sure. you, you are. A different. You're not 2,000 calorie a day guy. You are 2,000 calories right. for breakfast guy. And I was like, oh yeah. And that was literally <laughs> like when I got when I got to work, and then uh, right before we opened the bar, I ran up to the EDR and grabbed myself something to eat. And then <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm just killing calories. But uh, right. But yeah. But I, I, if I, if I didn't have this fast metabolism, I don't know if I, I don't know what I would weigh. I would be, I'd be a, <laughs> I'd be a chunky dude because I'm. I haven't worked in because uh, of the whole quarantine thing. I haven't worked more than just the weekends for one month. It's been seven months now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not eating any better. I'm I'm a girl right now. I'm eating basically microwavable food. Right. uh, Because I'm not going, you know, because it's cheaper. And it's like, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not like, again, I'm not in the greatest shape in the world, but I'm not 300 pounds either, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get into, uh, I want to play a little game of rapid fire with you. Okay. And uh, we can expand on any of these if you want, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, what's the first CD or tape that you bought with your own money? Uh, Erasure. Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Surprisingly, okay. Erasure. Yeah. It was before. It was before my buddy Mike Lindup uh, introduced me to Metallica. Okay. Um, which leads into the next question: What's your favorite band or group besides the Beastie Boys? Ooh. Uh, it changes all the time, but I'd have to say Metallica is pretty up, uh, pretty uh, consistent. Right. If you had one meal left, what would it be? Uh, bean burrito at Mountain Dew. Uh, bean, bur- bean burrito <laughs> for Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> you, it's so good. What's your favorite flavor of Doritos? Uh, cool Ranch. Nice. Hell yeah. And I had the Mountain Dew Doritos, and, and I like them, but not as much as Cool Ranch. I, uh, the Mountain Dew Doritos are... Only available in Australia. And another reason I'm blessed with so many friends is I got Australian friends. Sent and you to still me. have them sent to you. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them. I just not as much as Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch is just too good. What's your favorite actor? Uh, Jim Carrey. Amazing. We uh, we actually talked about him in another episode, and he's just oh, really? he's incredible. He is incredible. He is. I honestly, it was Vache's it was Vache's episode, and oh, nice. uh, we did a fill the seats, and he put Jim Carrey. At the bar, he's like he's just he's just unbelievable, which he is. He is, yeah. Um, what's your favorite movie series? Uh, Star Wars. What's your perfect day, beginning to end? Ooh, perfect day beginning to end. Is this X-rated or? (laughs) (laughs) How many how many naked women can there be before fantasy? I don't I don't understand. (laughs) That's a tough question. No, the perfect day from beginning to end would have uh, definitely something to do with off-roading, something to sure. do uh, with a uh, with a young lady, and uh, something to do with a bunch of my friends. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. Uh, where's your most peaceful place? Where do you go to check out? Uh, or do you? I mean, because you live the life you want to, do you actually have to have those times where you just need to check out for a minute? And kind oh, yeah, of de- uh, definitely, balance definitely yourself, you know. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, uh, there's a couple spots that I'll go. Uh, I mean, one, my backyard being one of them. Uh, I got sure. a lot of lot of time in my backyard, and I love my backyard, so that's kind of a chill spot. Uh, playing the guitar is another spot that I'll just 
kind of get into my thing, lock the doors and start playing the guitar. Uh, but when right. it's really, really, really a bad time, I'll just jump in my truck and go out to a spot that uh, some people will know because I've taken them out there that I call the Proving Grounds. You know, it's just a little off-road nice. spot that you can just get lost up in there. And I'll just pick a spot, me and my pooch, and just not have any music on or anything. We'll just chill out. It's a nice little area That's out awesome. there. awesome. I'll take you out there sometime. We'll, fl- we'll flip yeah, the truck. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah, why not? I'm ready. I, I got a truck. <laughs> we can get out there. Yeah, let's play. <laughs> let's dance. Who's the coolest celebrity you've ever met, and do you have a story? Oh, coolest celebrity I ever met. Because uh, I know people run through Carnival Court like crazy, I'm sure. It actually wasn't at Carnival Court. It's when I lived in L.A. Really? Um, it, it was, it was, uh, I, now, I, the coolest celebrity, he was a really cool guy. Uh, uh, I don't, I never remember his name though. He was so cool, <laughs> but, uh, but he wasn't in my genre of music and he wasn't somebody who, uh, it was, uh, from the Backstreet Boys, uh, CJ or something like that. It's two, it's yeah, two letter okay. name. AJ. I, AJ. I met him. I think he's he actually was, on Dancing with the Stars right now. Is he really? He, he is such a cool guy. Like, well, here's the whole story. Like, uh, he shows up, and we get up and do our Beastie Boys thing, and he walks over and says, hey, man, that was awesome. And then the girl that I was with is like, do you know who that was? And I was like, I have no idea. And it was, this was around Halloween. Everybody was dressed up. And she goes, that's AJ from the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, honey, no, it wasn't. It's, it's Halloween. Everybody's dressing <laughs> up. Like, stop being stupid. Like, right. you, you're being fooled by the She goes, no, he's dressed up as the crow, but that's AJ from the Backstreet Boys. And I was like... No, so then I walk over to him. I'm like, hey, are you who I think you are? And he goes, yeah, but let's don't make a big deal about it. And I was like, well, can you just do me a favor and meet my girl? She knows who you are, and she, she's a big fan. She'd love to meet you. I said, all right. So he comes right. over and meets us. So then he saw us do our our, uh, our uh, Greasy Boy thing on stage and was like, oh, that was cool, man. So he goes, I want to sing an NSYNC song. If I go up and sing Bye Bye Bye, will you and your two friends go by and do the dance behind me? Shut the front uh, door. Dead fucking serious. It was, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was Zach McKinney and Randy Harrington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we oh go my up on stage, and we're dancing behind this guy while he's singing a Backstreet Boy. He's singing an NSYNC song while we're standing behind him singing. So then, even deeper than that, uh, what's his name? Jamie Foxx is there. And he goes oh. on stage, he goes, I want to sing a song because you can't come on, come on stage when you're a professional singer and just blow everybody okay. away. And you know what I mean? So I'm going to get up and I'm going to sing a song. I'm not a professional singer, and we'll see how I do. So now it turns into a battle between oh, us and the AJ. Er, 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 yeah. AJ and then uh, and then what's his call? Uh, Jamie Foxx calls Jodeci. So the Jodeci shows up. The f- I'm fucking ask ask Zach Jesus. ask Randy. This this <laughs> happened. Like and the whole time it wasn't like like Jamie Jamie Foxx was a little bit like yeah you guys over there with your whatever you know what I mean. Right. But AJ was yeah, like yeah. no nah, you're just one of the guys let's just hang out and have a good time and we just That's hung so out cool, and man. just had a great time. The guy was the guy was so just chill even though like my girlfriend was kind of gaga over him. He was just like, sure. he was just like, nah, it's cool, man. Like, I understand. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Oh, he was. Hey, don't be getting the, so close, man. The, the, I don't know exactly. you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he, oh, yeah. He was, he was, he was really cool. Like, I mean, because he could have just been like, whatever, dude, get away from me. And I'd be right. like, well, you know, I, I understand, you know. But, right. but yeah, he was just, oh, man, it was just, that was such a great experience. That is so cool, man. That is so cool. Every episode, we, do a fill the seats with our guest. Um, so basically what it is, is you have three seats at your bar, Carnival Court, let's just say. Um, you can clear them out for happy hour, and you fill those seats with three people, dead or alive, that you would love to spend happy hour with, non-family. Ooh, non, non-family. 
I would say uh, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to just even even shake that guy's hand would be would make my whole world. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, he is. Like I well like when you remember when they came out with Abraham Lincoln the Vampire Slayer. Yes. That movie uh, that upset me so much. I'm like, like the guy didn't do enough. Like, really? <laughs> right. Like you have to make yeah. up stories about a guy who did everything for the country. Okay, bro. <laughs> like whatever. Like, yeah. But uh, so Abraham Lincoln. Uh, man, that's a good question. It's so funny because every time we do this, I could come up with three completely different people every time. Because then I think of other people. I'm like, oh no, this person, this person. Dead or alive? Huh. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Um, I mean, we've already kind of covered Jim Carrey. You could have Jim Carrey there with Vacha, and we could have. I, I could, I could. That would be that would definitely be a, an option. Uh, I know who I'd want. I'd want uh, Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker. There we go. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, and then uh, so let's see. See, I hit politics. I hit entertainment. What else do I want to hit? Uh, you know who I'd really like to talk to again is uh, uh, Dale DeGroff. Uh, oh, okay. You know, the, yeah, you know who that is. Yeah. I was, that, that would kind of hit all the three of my favorite people in every category. Dale DeGroff is he was he was another guy that could have told me to buzz off, and I've been like, For sure. I can't. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I actually with with Vache <laughs> when I met him, and we had just gotten off a plane, so we're wearing like t-shirt and shorts, and he's wearing a full three-piece suit trying to right. impress people and we'd show up with our t-shirt and say, hey bro what's up let him shake his hand he's like hey thanks for dressing up i'm like cool man <laughs> so yeah he was but he was so cool and then he got up on stage and started singing so, oh yeah he was he was cool people so i guess dale degroff uh abraham lincoln and mark hamill would be the people i'd want to and awesome. mark hamill's a, a, a close i don't know i might want to do uh uh carrie fisher yeah, I was gonna say you're flippy. You can have extra seat. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I kick somebody else out. You, you're out. Let's go. <laughs> but I'm Jim Carrey. I don't care. Get out of here. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Jim, who? Never heard of him. Beat it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think that would probably be. I think yeah. Well, I think the only reason I might want to meet uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Carrie Fisher before Mark Hamill, because Mark Hamill was like my childhood hero, because I wanted to be Luke Skywalker sure. when I grew up. But uh, but now Carrie Fisher has passed, and I'm like, oh, like. I could possibly yeah. meet Mark Hamill, so so I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's probably my uh, that's probably my three right there. That's so awesome, man. <laughs> well, listen, bro, it's been a pleasure, man. I cherish your friendship, man, and this has been so good. A uh, good. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you uh, thought of me. I, I had I had so much fun. I'm, I had so much fun on the show. It's, it's, it's this is awesome. It's awesome talking to you anyway, and then to be able to actually have you have actual questions. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> usually we're just talking about nothing. Cool. Right. No, I just, uh, it, it's about, this whole community is about getting to know people, man. And I think you are definitely somebody that everybody should get to know. Um, it's just, it's a pleasure to call you a friend, my friend. And uh, thank you for being on the show, bro. Of course. It's been a lot of good years. Hopefully there'll be a lot more. You got that right, man. My man. <laughs> All right, bud. I will talk to you later, brother. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. That is one cool dude, man. And that will not be the last time that he is on this show. I can tell you that. Don't forget about the extra week to enter the free massage giveaway from RX Plus Massage, our amazing sponsor. They will change your life. Go to Instagram at Bar Stars Podcast, Instagram at RX Plus Massage, like the giveaway post, tag a friend, and you're entered. Winner will be announced on next week's show, and it will change your life. So just do it. Just enter and get a massage. They're amazing. 
As always, check us out at barstarspodcast.com. Most podcast platforms, we're on it. We're available. Like, follow, subscribe. Apple Podcast listeners, give us a review and a rating. That really helps us get seen. And we truly appreciate it, guys. We really do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Jackie will be back next week. And until next time, everybody, keep spreading the love. Cheers. I need more Mountain Dew in my life.